Welcome to episode 36 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Merry Christmas. This is coming out on Christmas Eve, and I don't know when you're listening to this or watching this, but if you're watching and listening on Christmas week, let me be the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. And uh, we're going to talk about something Christmassy uh, today. We're going to talk about giving, not just so I can be thematic, but because it's, a, <laughs> you know, I did think about it being Christmas and giving and all that kind of stuff, but giving and generosity and gifts, all of that stuff is so integral into how I operate business, how I think about business. My One of my absolute favorite books on business is The Go-Giver by Bob Berg and John David Mann. I've reviewed it on the YouTube channel before. It's a phenomenal book. Um, and that really describes the way I, I view selling and business. And, and so I can't talk about it enough. Uh, but I want to get really practical today. I want to I want to give you something that's very helpful um, because we are in the business of selling. If you are um, a product business, service business, uh, even if you're a nonprofit, we are all selling something. We're selling a vision. We're selling a uh, a result, a benefit. We need to to exchange value for dollars at some point. Um, so we're all in the business of selling. And so I believe the best way to sell is to actually give first. Give before you sell. Uh, I feel like that's the order it should be. Instead of selling, like be transactional, and then I give you the thing that you wanted, I think we need to flip it around. I think we need to give first, and then we can make the transaction later. And so I talk about that a lot, but I wanted to get really practical with you today. Um, And really, I know I mentioned The Go-Giver as a book, um, but this concept of giving as a means to receiving or a means to accomplishing even what your dream is, this, this idea of giving helps you grow your business, which is counterintuitive, is ancient, very, very ancient. I'm talking about thousands of years old. And uh, one of the best writings about this concept comes from King Solomon, um, who lived about 3,000 years ago. And he wrote a lot of things in a couple of books of the Bible. He has a book called Proverbs, and many of those Proverbs were written by King Solomon. And one of my favorite is from chapter 11, uh, verse 24 and 25. And this is what Solomon says. He says, one gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give, but only suffers want. Verse 25, whoever brings blessing will be enriched and who one who waters will himself be watered. Okay, so the book of Proverbs is all about contrast between wisdom and foolishness. There's the wise person and the foolish person. There's the wise path and the foolish path. And so it's just a great book to read in general um, because it's always about dichotomies. There's really usually two choices and it talks about the the wise and the foolish way to approach relationships and uh, wealth and uh, what we say, what comes out of our mouth, things like that. So in this case, again, 
Solomon is just saying there's two paths. There's one guy who gives freely. We'll come back to that part in a second. And yet he grows all the richer. So this is very confusing. But then there's another person who withholds what he should give, so he doesn't give, and yet he suffers want. Another translation says he becomes poor or has poverty. So he holds on to what he has, and yet he becomes poor. The other guy's giving freely, yet he grows richer. What's going on here? And then the follow-up verse is, whoever brings blessing will be enriched. Whoever waters will himself be watered. So there's this giving, and then you'll also receive, and then they're related. It's just a really cool paradox. Um, and it's really hard to understand when you think about it, and you go, oh, that's just philosophy. But I, I, I think it's super practical. Um, my entire business is built around this concept of give before you sell. Give before you sell. And if you can internalize this concept, and if you actually set up your business in this way, you can't help but grow. You can't help but become more prosperous. You can't help but reach your income goals, growth goals. It's impossible for it to not work. Because I believe that generosity is sewn into the fabric of the universe. I feel like that's the way God designed it. Uh, and so let's bring it, let's bring it home. It's Christmas. Let's get practical because I don't want to just philosophize. I'm not a philosopher. Uh, I'm a teacher. So let's let's teach you some stuff that helps. Before we dive into six ways that you can give first before you sell, let's look at three attributes of a really good gift. Okay. Because anybody can give something. I'm thinking about this at Christmas time. So much of our giving at Christmas is obligatory. Oh crap! I got to give a gift for you know so and so. Oh, forgot about my my that crazy uncle Joe that I haven't given anything to. And he's coming over. I got to get him a gift. And oh, I got to get that person a gift. And it's like that the duty of oh, I got to get them a gift. And so I just go out and buy something. Or it's like you get on Amazon like two days before Christmas Eve. Or you might be on Amazon right now on Christmas Eve. And like, what can I get on Amazon Prime now that I can have here so I can bring it to Christmas dinner and have a gift? Like it's last minute. It's just out of obligation. It's just because we're supposed to have a gift for somebody, right? And I'm not trying to call you out, but we all, I mean, I've, I've done that too. We all have those gifts that are given in that way. And I think you and I could both agree that that's not a great gift. That's not a textbook amazing gift when it's given like that. Out of obligation, last minute, you barely know the person. You're just doing it just to save face. Where on the flip side, I think there's three attributes of a really, really good gift. And the first attribute is that a really, really good gift has value. Okay? It has value. It's not the same as it being expensive, but it has value. So I could grab something from the dollar bin at Target uh, because it's quick, easy, and cheap, and uh, maybe I'm giving it to a kid and they won't know the difference. Well, that could be true. It's possible that a kid could find that dollar bin piece of crap as valuable. Because kids are easily pleased and they're easily contented and they don't have high expectations. So that's a possibility. But it's not really that valuable of a gift, honestly. Whereas a gift that... Uh, maybe is made by hand or a gift that is intricate or a gift that is 
rare or unique. I was trying to explain this to my daughter, my 10-year-old daughter, Chloe. She wanted to know what my Christmas list was. And she said, Dad, do you have a Christmas list? I said, honey, I don't, I don't make Christmas lists anymore. I used to when I was a kid. I loved them. Uh, you know, I, I have everything I could ever want. I don't, I don't need anything. So I don't keep a list of things I want. Um, and she was like, well, that's not very helpful, Dad, because I'm trying to think about what to get you for Christmas. She has this cute little Christmas boutique um, that her school puts on so she can bring some money in at school and they let them have some time to shop, which I love. I think it's really, really thoughtful. And I was like, right, right, right. You want to know, like, what do I like practically so you can know what to buy me at this Christmas boutique? So I was trying to explain to her all the things that I might like and trying to imagine what would be at a school Christmas shop. But I said, at the same time, um, you know what I really, really love are handmade gifts that you make, something that you make for me. Uh, and that's way better than an expensive gift because it's rare, because it's one of a kind, because no one else has it. Only I have it because you made it for me. And I was trying to explain this concept to her of it can be cheap or free to make and be not expensive, but be more valuable than the most expensive thing you could buy because of its uniqueness. So again, a really good gift has value and value is in the eye of the beholder. Which brings me to the second attribute of a really good gift is that a really good gift is thoughtful, okay? Last minute, prime now shipping something that's on the homepage that Amazon's recommending for somebody you barely know isn't a thoughtful gift. You might get lucky and it might be something that person really loves, but it isn't a thoughtful gift, right? A thoughtful gift is when you truly know the person that you're giving the gift to. You know what she likes. You know what she doesn't have. You know what he's really into right now. You know what he would want, but just would never think to buy it for himself or couldn't afford. Some of my favorite gifts to give people are the gifts that they could never afford. Um, or gifts that they could easily afford, but they never think to buy for themselves. It's just not practical. But if I bought it for them, they would welcome it because it's something they truly value. And, and so it, it shows thoughtfulness. If I, I know that. And to be thoughtful, you have to know. that You have to know what they want. You have to know what they don't have already or what they need. You have to know the person. So a truly good gift or a truly uh, wonderful gift the gift has value. The gift is thoughtful. And third and finally, and this is really, really important, the gift is given freely. No strings attached, right? By definition, a gift is one way. It is something that I am giving to you. You haven't earned it. You don't deserve it. I'm not expecting anything in return from it. I don't know if that describes much of our gift giving. I would venture to say that much of our gift giving is given because we feel like we need to, we must, they're expecting it. Um, we might give hoping that they give us something in return of equal value. Hey, I bought you that iPad. I hope I get something that's almost as cool as an iPad. There's a lot of strings attached to our giving, whether they're spoken or unspoken, whereas the best kind of gift is given absolutely freely, right? It's just given purely one way. I want to give this to you. I don't get anything in return other than the satisfaction of giving you something that's valuable and thoughtful and given freely, okay? Is that resonating so far? 
Those are three attributes, in my opinion, of a really good gift. Now, if you're feeling guilty about some things you bought for some people for Christmas tomorrow, I can't help you there. I'm sorry, but let's dive into your business. Let's talk about now full circle. Again, what Solomon says about a person giving freely yet growing all the richer, that paradoxical statement in the book of Proverbs, um, these attributes of a really good gift, this idea that we should give before we sell. Okay, maybe you're kind of buying it. Okay, Graham, I'm, I'm curious. You piqued my curiosity, but what does this look like practically? What do you mean? Because I need to sell something in order to make a living. And I'm with you. If I don't sell anything, my wife says, hey, where's the money? So we need to sell. But here is the way you give before you sell. In fact, there's a lot of ways. I just wanted to highlight six that I think are relevant to our style of business if you do any kind of online business, okay? Ready? Six ways to give first before you sell. Number one, you give away free content, okay? This is foundational to the type of business that I run. This can be a blog that you you give out articles to freely and you're constantly writing really good stuff on your blog. Think of guys like Seth Godin. He's got such a valuable blog. They're short blog posts, but just brilliant insights, right? Um, Ramit Sethi, he blogged for years at his website, IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. It used to be a personal finance blog, and then it, it has evolved into entrepreneurship and uh, career and all kinds of stuff. And his articles are just jam-packed with value, like, and it's all free. So you could have a killer blog. You could It could be video content. There's some amazing YouTube channels out there that just give amazing content out there for free, right? Could be a podcast. This is one way I'm trying to do this for you on this podcast is I want to give every single week an amazing episode to you that gives you tactical, actionable advice to help you start or grow your business, philosophical encouragement, and motivation and inspiration to help you think differently about your business and life so they integrate well. So I'm trying to help you and I'm trying to give this to you for free. So free content is the absolute best way to give before you sell. If you are a brand that sells a product digitally and you don't have any form of blog on your website, any form of free content, you're missing out on a huge opportunity to A, add a ton of value to your audience, B, create SEO, search engine optimization, for your business, which is just practically speaking, if you want people to find you when they Google you, you need to have a ton of content on your site. Just having your website with keywords in the page isn't enough. If you're pumping out a blog every week, you will generate a lot more traffic, right? So my wife has an online store. Um, she sells uh, images. She sells digital downloads. She gets a ton of traffic because she has a blog, because she pins images and has a lot of Pinterest traffic. I mean, there is amazing free stuff she's put out there and given out that's drawing people to her site every single day. So you want to have free content. If you aren't doing that, I don't know what you're doing. Get on that right now. But you probably know that by now if you've been listening to me. Second way you give before you sell is with lead magnets. Okay. A lot of people stop at the blog. They have the blog. They have the YouTube channel. I see this with YouTubers all the time. Some of the best YouTubers, what they're great at is the free content. They pump out really good videos all the time. 
and the free, and they're amassing a huge audience. And people love them and, and, and support them because they've been given to first by the YouTuber. But these YouTubers are missing out on a huge opportunity to offer them even more for free. They always want to like, hey, thanks for watching my video. Will you please buy my merch? Thanks for watching my video. Will you please support me on Patreon? Thanks for watching my video. Will please you know, join, pay to join me through the YouTube join thing where you can subscribe to my channel and pay me a little bit. So they give, then they ask for money. But there's another way to give even after they've given first, and that's to give even more with a lead magnet, which would be a free download. Could be a cheat sheet, could be a checklist, could be a multi-step guide. These are all PDFs, like simple PDFs. It could be a video, right? I give away a free workshop, which is a 45-minute video training on my site, right? It can be video. It could be an audio download, but give away something else in exchange for their email address. This is so, so critical because you're giving more value. You're taking that relationship a step deeper. Um, and then now you're building a curated list of warm leads that you'll be able to sell to later. So critical. So lead magnets, give out a lead magnet. Uh, even if you're in retail, the lead magnet can be a discount. It can be a discount on your first purchase, right? You go to bananarepublic.com and a big pop-up shows up and it's like, hey, get 10% off your first order. How do you do that? You give them your email address. So that's a lead magnet. They wanna build their email list, but they're gonna give you something in exchange. They're gonna give you a discount. So have a lead magnet. The third thing that you can give, or third way you can give before you sell is with a free trial. So this is classic Netflix model, right? where you can join Netflix for free for, I don't know, seven days, 14 days, 30 days, whatever it is, they let you create an account for free and start binge watching your favorite show. Um, and you can test it out. You can test it out for free. So they're giving you the product for a limited time for free before they start to charge you. And what that does is give you, right, a, a opportunity to test it out, see if you like it, and then you can cancel and not ever have to pay a thing. So it is free no strings attached. It's free for a certain amount of time to see if you like it. If you have um, a membership site, this can be a great model for you. So I have a few membership sites. Uh, two of them, we give away free trials. One is a 14-day free trial. Um, another one, Recording Revolution VIP, a lot of times we'll give away a 30-day free trial. I don't do this often, but I'll do this as a promotion from time to time where I'll email out my list um, and I'll say, hey, Merry Christmas, I wanna give you 30 days free to my community of thousands of amazing musicians where there's bonus courses inside and live Q&A calls and access to all these musicians and all these benefits, challenges. I give out money every month. I, I give out gift cards to buy free stuff. So I give them 30 days to join the community to see if they like it. And if they don't like it, or even if they do like it, but they just don't have the money, you don't wanna subscribe after that, they can cancel and just enjoy the 30 days for free. But I will give away a free trial. And I find that I convert those free trial subscriptions at around 50, 60%, which is pretty cool. A lot of those people will stick around and join and pay to be an active subscriber because they've seen how cool it is. So that's another way to give before you sell. Kajabi does this, right? I love Kajabi. I use Kajabi. It's the software I use to run this business and the recording revolution. Uh, and their model is very similar. They have a blog, so they have the free content model. So they combine a couple of these. They're, they're putting out cool stuff on their blog on how to sell more, how to, to write better subject lines in your email, sales copy, any kind of thing an online business would be interested in. They, they talk about that on their blog. So there's free content. And then at the end of that free content, they have a lead magnet 
which is a free trial. So it's kind of combining three of them, actually. Free content, the lead magnet. Instead of it being a download, it is a 14-day free trial of their software. So you can start to build it out. And little shameless plug, I can give you a 28-day free trial for Kajabi if you use my special affiliate link. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash Kajabi, K-A-J-A-B-I, and get twice as long as a free trial, 28 days, plus the 28-day challenge videos, which will tell you how to get $1,000 in your business in the first 28 days of using Kajabi for free. Pretty cool, but that's how Kajabi uses it, right? Content, hey, free trial, and then they sell to you. As opposed to, because Kajabi could just say, hey, here's our product. It's awesome. Graham says it's awesome. Brendan Bouchard says it's awesome. Buy it. But they offer you a free trial and they offer you free content so you can learn and, and do a lot more than just interact with them on a transactional basis. So free content is one. Lead magnet is another. Free trial is another. If you have a service-based business or if you're a consultant or you're a coach, right, one way you can give before you sell. So they say somebody DMs you on Instagram. They say, hey, I love what you're doing. Do you have one-on-one -on -one coaching? You could say, yeah, here are my rates. Uh, not horrible, because at least they're interested. A better way to approach that would be to give before you sell. And that would be to do a free discovery call. Okay, discovery calls are great for both parties, but it's a really, really great way to land a client because they say, hey, I'm interested. Uh, and you say, hey, well, let's jump on a free 15-minute discovery call. I'd love to hear more about your goals. So you're starting to give them a couple things. One, access to you for free. Granted, it's only for 15 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever you want to do. But that's super valuable that they get to talk to you for free. They're going to find that really, really valuable. And then what you're doing on the call is asking them a lot of questions to figure out who they are, where they're at, where they're trying to go. And then you're trying to think through, can I help this person? Am I a good fit for them? Which you should always be thinking. Don't just try to land every client. Make sure you're a good fit for that client first. Make sure you can add value to them. But let's assume that it is a good fit and you realize you can add value. Another way you give to them for free on that call before you sell is as you've heard from them where they're at, where they wanna go, what they need, you then formulate your thoughts of, hmm, if I were gonna work with this person, here's the areas I would help them out with. Okay, they need help with their sales copy. I think this would be a better strategy for them. And what you do is you tell them, hey, Susie, uh, I love your vision. I love where you're at. You know, listening to what you're telling me, here's where I think I could help you. If I were to work with you, here's what I would do. I would run your promotions this way. I would probably launch this style of product. I would probably do X, Y, and Z. And you almost give away the farm. You almost give them what you would be coaching them to do. Granted, it's just high level and it's bullet points, but you're like, here's how I think you really can grow. I think if you were to double up on your content, if you were to double your prices, if you were to do this, I think you'd be able to take it to the next level. And that's what I'd be happy to help you out with. So um, what I'm going to do is work up a proposal and I'll send it to you over the next couple of days and you let me know what you think. What you've done though on that call is tremendous. You've given them your time and you've given them some strategies for free. And all this does, my friend, is make you more attractive, by the way, to them, because they're going to be like, wow, this person really knows what they're talking about, has some really good ideas, and I really want to know more about what they were talking about. I really hope to, I can work with them. So you give, you give first before you ever offer them a proposal to work with you, okay? Discovery calls, free access, and giving your strategy away. Now, these next two ways to give before you sell are a little 
subtle, but really, really powerful for you. So I don't want you to miss these. These are not the obvious ones. Um, So number five, when you start to get asked to go on podcasts, and you will, people are going to notice you in your niche at some point, and you'll be invited to speak on a bunch of podcasts. And there are so many podcasts in your niche. I don't care what your niche is, and they're going to be big and small, but maybe it's the small ones reaching out, but whatever the size, whenever you get invited on on a show or a podcast, um, or even TV or radio, whatever it is, especially if it's a big podcast with a big audience and you're really excited because it's an opportunity for you to promote yourself, here's one thing you should do that you can give before you sell. And that is to focus your entire time on that podcast while you're being interviewed to give to their audience what your their audience needs instead of promoting yourself. This sounds obvious, but it's a subtle nuance. The tendency when you get invited on these shows is to answer the questions, be polite, but hope that the person interviewing you gets to talk about you the whole time and what you offer and what you do and why you're awesome so that you can basically promote yourself on their show. And this is to be understood. I think most people who are interviewing people on a podcast understand the nature of how this works, right? They want to interview you because they need content. They want to interview you because your name might be good for their show. But they understand that in exchange for you coming on the show, you want your stuff to be promoted. And it's fair. And it's the way this works, right? But to really stand out, if you go on someone's podcast and you don't promote your stuff at all, unless at the very end they're like, hey, don't you have an awesome free thing that people can download or where can people find you? Yeah, then definitely share that link. Share your lead magnet link. Share your website. Share where they can follow you on Instagram, whatever. But if you spend the entire time just giving crazy value to their audience as if you're getting paid by their audience, give away your best stuff. Teach them your best strategies. Give away all the secrets. Like blow that audience's freaking mind. That will blow you up. That will do so much for your brand because whoever's listening, whether it's a thousand people, a hundred thousand people, or 10 people, they'll know you're for real and they're going to go find you and they're going to go buy your stuff. You give before you sell. So don't be quick to promote yourself, even in natural opportunities where it's meant for you to promote yourself. Give instead. Don't promote. Give. It'll do wonders for your business. Trust me. Generosity is magnetic, and that's so true when it comes on comes to uh, being on people's podcasts. And sixth and final way you can give before you sell, this has to do with networking, right? Because business and life is all about connecting with other people. So I know what it's like to connect with someone and want to siphon off all their connections. Like when you know someone who knows someone big, like, and you're having coffee with them, like you kind of just want to get to the, hey, can I get so-and-so's email? Hey, would you introduce me to so-and-so? Like you just, you you just want to like leverage people. And I don't mean, I don't want to say use people, but in essence, that's kind of what we're doing. But you want, you're trying to leverage your relationships to get closer to people that have influence that you want to be connected with, or you just want to be their friend. I mean, that's that's human nature, right? We just, we want to use people to get closer to the people that we really want to get to. And unfortunately, that's the way it happens. But one way you can give tremendous value before selling is to give away your connections before asking people for their connections. So 
Don't worry about getting connections from people. Be known as the person that does the connecting. Be known as the person who gives away their connections. Be thoughtful enough when you're in conversation with people to say, you know what? You should really connect with so-and-so. You guys will get along. He's got a great audience about this. I feel like your audience would connect with his audience. Or, you know what? I have a person that I know that would really be able to help you out with this. Do you mind if I connect you guys? If you are characterized by giving away your connections as opposed to trying to weasel out other people's connections, you're going to sell more. You're going to sell more because you're going to increase your prominence in this network. People are going to respect you more. They're going to give out your name and want to connect you more in the future. But it starts with you giving first. Remember the verse we started out, right? Solomon says in Proverbs 11, one gives freely, right? Give your connections out freely, yet grows all the richer. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, right? One who waters, so if you're, if you're so focused on watering everybody else's business and helping them out and helping their relationships out and connecting them, he himself will be watered. The how it works, that's not up to you to decide. I can't tell you how it's going to work. It just does, okay? That's all I'm saying. So these are six just ways that I was thinking through that you can give first before you sell. I know you need to sell, I know you need to make a transaction happen. And you will. You you will. But the way you sell more is you don't obsess with selling. Okay, there's... I talked about it a little bit last week um, in episode 35 about launch model versus evergreen model, launch selling versus evergreen selling. And one of the things that came to mind is when you, if you have a business based on launching and you do two to four big launches a year, you become very desperate because you need those launches to do well. It's just math, right? If, if most of your income comes in with two to four big launches a year, they got to do well. And so there's pressure. And the problem with that pressure is it leads you to be desperate and people can smell desperation, just like those girls in middle school could smell my desperation when I really wanted to date somebody. Uh, and it doesn't, it doesn't work. It leads you to do stupid stuff, sell in a more aggressive style, more sleazy style, be more pushy, use more gimmicks. Eh, not good. When you're not desperate, when you've got evergreen money flowing in, you don't need the launch to do that well. You actually sell more because you, guess what? You're not desperate. You're more loose. You're more chill. You're more mm, generous. You're willing to give. And I think that's the, the strategy is if in your selling, whether it's through your sales copy, uh, the that the way you put out emails, uh, the way you interact with people and proposals and on the phone, or if you close deals on the phone or whatever it is, close them on Skype. If you're not so worried about closing the deal, I don't mean don't ask for the sale. You always have to ask for the sale. That's just it's it's practical. But if you're not if you're not so worried or desperate to ask for the sale that you're you're willing to take the time on a on a sales call or in sales copy, or in your sales emails process, or in your work week where you're spending time, like I'm spending time right now to give you another podcast. This takes time. It takes time to prep it, outline what I want to talk about. It takes time to film. It takes time to, to edit and, and get it all ready to go. I don't make money off of doing this. I know, though, that my business is set up, is set up in such a way that these podcasts drive traffic. They drive opt-ins to my email list, uh, and then that's where I can pitch to you my products and I can make a transaction, I can make a sale and it works. 
but I am willing to take the time, since I'm not desperate for the money, I'm willing to take the time of the week to create this content free of charge, no desperation. I'm not selling to you on this show. Uh, and I think that's more appealing to you. I think that, that allows me to connect with you better. I think that allows me to um, have more value in your mind and have more prominence. And so then you really trust me. And if I then pitch or offer something, you might be willing to buy it because you know me, you like me, hopefully trust me. Um, and I've given you a ton of value first. And I don't, I don't come across as desperate, right? It's really, really practical. When you just focus on giving, when you focus on giving great content, lead magnets that are amazing, free trials, right? Give access and, and some strategy away on our discovery call. Give everything to these people's audiences on podcasts instead of shameless self-promotion, right? Uh, giving your contacts and your connections and your resources to others instead of trying to siphon off their, their resources and their connections first. When you give, 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 it screams calm confidence. It lacks any scent of desperation. It makes you very attractive. Uh, and it makes people want to do business with you because it gives people a taste. They realize that, hey, you've got something good and you're not pushing it. No one likes to be sold to, but we all like to buy. I mean, again, let's take it back to Christmas. We love buying stuff. I think Christmas, all the deals, the Black Friday deals, Cyber Monday deals, I think those are all really primarily for us to buy crap for ourselves. I don't even know if people use those deals anymore to buy gifts. I'm sure people do, but I know people that just buy stuff for themselves. They wait all year to buy a TV for themselves. <laughs> you know, I mean, Walmart's commercials are literally about that, right? There's this dad and this mom going out to Walmart one night and they're buying gifts for their daughter. And then the dad puts like a TV and a sound bar uh, in their cart. And she's like, really? For our five-year-old daughter? And he's like, yeah, she loves football. And it's like, ha, 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 I'm getting it for myself because it's on sale. That I think we all love to buy. We all love to buy, but we just don't like to be sold to, right? So don't do that. Don't push. Don't push. Just, just give freely. Even within your sales copy, right? I this, My favorite kind of sales copy is sales copy that's um, educational in nature where you're giving away secrets. You're giving away strategy. You're, you're sharing with people how things really work, right? Um. There's so for example, I have a, a a community called Graham's Six Figure Coaching Community, um, and it's a membership site. And I take business owners who want to reach six figures, and I help them every single month um, get closer to reaching that six figure goal. Um, in the sales copy for that membership, uh, I don't just say join my community; it's awesome. You should buy it. I teach them how to actually reach six figures and how not to reach six figures. So if you go through the sales copy. It's educational. It's generous. It's like, hey, let's have a conversation before I even get to the product. Let's just have a conversation about like, we all want to reach this goal financially. Um, why do some people get there and other people don't? Okay, let's break that down. And, and it's content in and of itself. It's my favorite way to sell. Give, give, give. People are brought in. They realize you're giving freely. You're giving value. You're being thoughtful. There's no strings attached. And then on the back end, if they want to do business with you, you can't make somebody do business with you. You can't actually make somebody whip out their credit card and buy from you. People have to buy freely. 
So if they have to buy freely, you might as well give freely. Trust the process. Focus on giving. And you'll do really, really well. There it is. That's my Christmas giving themed episode. And I want to give you something. I couldn't do a whole episode on giving without giving you something absolutely free. It's Christmas. It's Christmas Eve. Um, and wherever you are, hopefully you're not listening to this on your commute because hopefully you're not working on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day or whenever you're listening to this. But either way, in the spirit of Christmas, um, because again, Christmas is all about giving, right? God gave the world his only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life, right? John three sixteen. So Christmas has always been about giving. And so I don't have the gift of Jesus to give you. I'm not as amazing as God, but you know what I do have? There's something super practical for you. Uh, to help you sell, I wanna give you my five-day pitch email sequence. It's a five-day pitching funnel that you can use to sell whatever you wanna sell. It could be an online course, it could be a membership site. It's a five-day thing you can use to launch or to put in your evergreen funnel like we talked about last week. But this five-day pitch is beautiful because it's based on giving. It has a flow where you give first and then you sell, and it follows this really, really beautifully. So I've put together uh, an example of one of my actual five-day sequences that I have used for years and made hundreds of thousands of dollars off of this this five-day sequence. Um, And so what it is is you can literally read the emails. The emails aren't super relevant to your niche per se, but I put them in there so you can see the flow. So I I teach you the, the what the five emails should be about really briefly. And then I give you five, the five examples so you can you can read it and catch a sense of how the emails flow and the, the tone of the emails and then the order of the emails and then where the pitching falls in. I want you to have it absolutely free as my gift to say Merry Christmas. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash five days with the number five. grahamcochran.com slash five days and download my five-day product pitch email funnel. Absolutely free. Hope you enjoy Hope you have a wonderful Christmas. Uh, I've got another episode coming out for you next week on New Year's Eve, and that will be uh, the last one of 2019. And then a lot of really cool stuff coming out in 2020. I'm really, really excited. Uh, If this episode has been helpful to you, leave me a comment. If you're watching, leave me a comment below. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or somewhere, uh, leave me a review. If you're on Apple Podcasts and let me know that you're listening to this episode, give me a five-star review. It really, really helps out. And then let me know what you took away from the episode. Uh, and you can always email me, graham at grahamcochran.com and let me know that this is resonating with you. And uh, let me know what you want to hear about and see on a future episode. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for spending time with me. Merry Christmas. I'll see you on next week's episode. Merry Christmas.